Telling frequencies open, you've tapped into Trek FM's Hyperchannel. I'm Chris, and this is where we talk about what's happening in the world of Star Trek. I have two stories for you today, plus some announcements. We're going to talk about Star Trek The Exhibition beaming to the Washington State Fair this week, and also some rare Star Trek poster art shared with Trek Corps by Harry Angelica, and those things are really cool. But first, the announcements. If you follow us on Facebook or on Twitter, or if you've visited our website or our artist section in the iTunes store over the past 24 hours, you've probably noticed that we've rolled out our new logo. I'm really excited about this. It's the first big branding change for the network in four years. Some of you may not realize how long Trek Film has been around. It's actually been more than five and a half years since I set up the original Trek FM, which at the time was just some text news items that I was posting. And it's been almost five years since our very first podcast went out, which was actually Hyper Channel, episode one. It used to be a video show before it was an audio show. So although this is Hyper Channel 78, that's how it's labeled, this is not actually Hyper Channel 78. This is like Hyper Channel, it's about 160 something. So anyway, we haven't updated our identity in a long time. And together with our art director, Aaron Harvey, we've been working on this new logo for a while. And we finally got it just the way we want it. And I'm really excited to be rolling it out. It is the beginning of a lot of big changes that we have for you guys here on the network. We're doing some really exciting stuff behind the scenes. And we're going to be releasing different things to you in the weeks and months to come. And I I just think it's going to be great. So I'm really thrilled about the new logo, and I hope that you like it as well. Now, I mentioned how long Trek Films has been around, and that ties into the second announcement that I want to make, which is that Charlene Schmidt, co-host of To the Journey, our Voyager show, is no longer the managing editor of Trek FM. She was the managing editor since 2011, so she's been doing it for a long time, but she has a new role that really is going to take her time. And so we're going to pass managing editor on to someone else in the near future. I am very happy to say that Char is now executive producer for the network. She joins me along with Norm Lau and Matthew Rushing in that role as executive producer. And I'm just really glad that Char has stuck around all these years with me here on the network. She was one of the very first people to become involved in Trek FM And originally she was just writing and, you know, To the Journey didn't even exist. Then we launched that show. It's been a huge success and I'm so happy that Char is still around. And join me in congratulating her with her new role on the network. You can do it on Facebook or Twitter. Her handle on Twitter is OhTheProfanity. That's O-H, OhTheProfanity. And of course, she's in the Babel Conference on Facebook as well. So congrats, Char. Okay, so those are the network updates that I wanted to give you. And now let's go ahead and talk about the first story. And this is Star Trek The Exhibition beaming over to the Washington State Fair. And that's happening this week. I personally, because I live in Japan, I have not had the pleasure of visiting Star Trek The Exhibition. But I know many of you have. And everyone who has visited has told me what an absolutely wonderful experience it is. So if you're in the area of the Washington State Fair, which opened on September 11th and is running through September 27th, which is this coming weekend, 
you can go and experience Star Trek The Exhibition. It's one of the largest collections of authentic Star Trek props, costumes, and artifacts in the world. The photos that they always release are just beautiful. And I love to see everyone who goes there and they get their photo taken with the Guardian of Forever from the City on the Edge of Forever or in the captain's chair on the bridge. There's so much stuff for you to do there. In fact, the mock-up of the USS Enterprise bridge and the captain's chair is really one of the highlights for everybody. It's Captain Kirk's chair from the original series, and you can actually sit in it and get your photo taken. And if you're into costumes, if you're into props, there's just so much stuff for you to see there. It's $8 per person if you get it online. You can also do that on site. I think it's the same price to get into the exhibition. And kids five and under are free with a paid adult. So go check it out if you're in the area. You can go to thefair.com slash fun slash details slash star hyphen trek to get information about this. And I'll put that link in the show notes and on the website. But go check it out. And if you go, share your photos with us. Send them to us on Twitter. Go post them in the Babel Conference on Facebook. We'd love to see your experience at the Washington State Fair. The other story I want to talk about is really cool. This is something that Trek Corps published. They have so many cool stories on there. And it's about rare Star Trek movie poster art. There's a man named Harry Angelicus who shared high-quality scans from his private collection with Trek Corps. He's the son of Spiros Angelicus, who was an artistic director and partner to Paramount Pictures. And he worked with several illustrators, including the great Bob Peake, to create graphics for feature films. And they're not all Star Trek, but some of them are. Uh, He also worked on things like Friday the 13th and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Over a hundred films, in fact, Spiros Angelicus worked on. But he did work on Star Trek, especially on the motion picture and the Wrath of Khan. And what's really interesting about the artwork that he shared for the Wrath of Khan is that one of the pieces has the original name of the film, which was The Vengeance of Khan. Many of you who are my age, anyway, probably remember that The Wrath of Khan was originally going to be named The Vengeance of Khan, and I had also heard The Revenge of Khan at one point. But then Star Wars was going to be called Revenge of the Jedi instead of Return of the Jedi, And so they changed the name to The Wrath of Khan, and then Revenge of the Jedi became Return of the Jedi. So I guess it would have been okay either way. Um, I I hope that story is true, by the way. Some of my diehard Star Wars experts here on the network, like Matthew Rushing or Norm Lau or John Mills, may correct me on that. But that's the story that I always heard. So anyway, this poster art has the vengeance of Khan, and it has the, the extruded 3D Uh, title type coming out. It's really cool. And this artwork, it didn't actually make it to production. And there's there's some, the, the style is somewhat familiar, but there are pieces of art that we did not see in any of the posters before. Great uh, images of Kirk in the maroon jacket, you know, with the big white collar like he wore down to uh, Regula. And also, you've got Khan in the background with his metal mask on and the glove like he's wearing when he walks up to the Botany Bay after Chekhov and Terrell are inside and they're coming out. 
it's really nice stuff. There's also a really cool poster of the motion picture, and you've got Kirk and you've got Spock and Ilea walking on the stones on V'ger when they actually go down onto the V'ger craft itself, but also they have the corridor like you would see on the Enterprise. It's a very, very cool shot, very dynamic. So Harry, who shared these items, he says that I am in the same line of work as my father once was, though all of my concepts and ideas are done in Photoshop and Illustrator 99% of the time, which of course is you know the case for those of us who are in the design profession, as I am as well. You know, that's how things are typically done these days. And it's kind of a lost art form, the way these old posters were done. Now, I work in magazines, and these days, you know, we use InDesign, and we put pages together, and then we create press-ready PDFs of those, and we send them to the printer. And then the color proof comes back. And it's so much simpler than when I started my career, because originally, I was working on magazines in the days before everything was digital. And I used to process film, and I used to strip film and create match prints, which is where you you make a cyan, a magenta, a yellow, and a black sheet of acetate film, and you you line those up, and and it you do two things. There's color keys, which you just flip them, like you can pull the colors up, and it gives you a quick rough look at how the page is going to look. And then there are match prints where you actually create a final four color version, and then that's how we would prove pages back then. And so I used to do a lot of stuff manually like that as well. So I know exactly where Harry is coming from in the way that things seem so easy these days because of software, and it wasn't always that way. And I think it's a bit of a lost art form creating things like this. And so what Harry said in the TreadCore article is he explained why he's sharing these. He said they didn't have that software back in the day, which is why I am trying to give more credit to the creator designer of this stuff like my father. Google my father's name along with Friday the 13th poster. You will learn more about some of his work. So Harry's father's name is Spiros, S-P-I-R-O-S, Angelikas, A-N-G-E-L-I-K-A-S. So look that up and see the work. I think it's really fantastic work. And I think if you're a Star Trek fan and you haven't seen these posters, uh, most of these also, it's just the artwork. They don't have the film name, you know, all the other stuff that goes on the poster. Go check it out. Check it out at TrekCore. I'll also put a link in the show notes and on the website for this. Fantastic work here. And thanks so much to Harry for sharing this with all of us out here in fandom. Okay, well, that's everything I have for you in this episode of Hyper Channel. I would like to remind everyone that you can find our podcasts pretty much anywhere that you get podcasts. Of course, we're in iTunes, where we're a featured content provider, and we have an entire artist section. Also, we're on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. Most of our shows are on BlackBerry, also Windows Phone. The Ready Room is available in Spotify, and you can get everything on our website where you can stream and you can download the MP3 file or grab the RSS link. Put that into other apps if you like. And don't forget that Hyper Channel is just one of the many, many shows we have here on the network. We have dedicated shows for every live-action Star Trek series. We also have shows about books and comics and science and social issues and women's views of Star Trek and music and just anything you can think of. So please go check out the network. If you're an Apple user, go to iTunes.com slash TrekFM. That'll kick you right into our section either on the desktop iTunes app or on the podcasts app on your phone or your iPad. 
And if you're an Android user, there are plenty of third-party apps out there where you can find us as well. I would like to remind everyone that we are a listener-supported network, so we do need your help in keeping all of our content coming to you every day of the week. And you can support us through Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Trek FM. Just head over there. You can find out all the details, all the information that you need. You can choose any amount that you would like to contribute on a month-to-month basis. And there are even ways where you can become part of the crew and become involved in the network beyond just supporting us financially. And I hope you'll go check that out and take advantage of those opportunities. If you'd like to share your thoughts on today's show, I'd love to hear what you think about these posters or if you've been to the State Fair and the exhibition. And you can do that by contacting us on Twitter. Our username is TrekFM. You can also find our brand page on Facebook at facebook.com slash TrekFM or join the Babel Conference if you're not already there. That's probably the best place to share your thoughts because we can have a real discussion there. On Facebook, just type Babel, B-A-B-E-L, into the search field, and it'll come right up. It is a closed group, so you need to click Join, but we'll let you right in. And we've got about 800 listeners waiting for you in that group alone right now. So come join us over there. Now, if you would like to talk to me personally, I'd love to chat with you. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. That's also my name on Facebook, and you can find me in the Babel Conference. I also have my own website at cbrianjones.com, and you can find my writing about Star Trek on the official website at startrek.com. Just search for C. Brian Jones on there, or check out my column. It's called Trek Spectives, and I should have a new one coming up pretty soon. And lastly, if you just like hearing me talk for some reason, and you're interested in things other than Star Trek, you can check out my other podcast that has nothing to do with Trek. That's called Metropolis On Air. It's connected to the magazine that I run here in Tokyo. You can find that in iTunes by searching Metropolis On Air or go to our website, metropolisjapan.com. And you should see it on the front page. If you don't, just type podcast in the search and you'll find a lot of episodes right there. All right. Well, thanks for listening today, everyone. I'll see you next time with some more stories. Until then, go watch some Trek. Trek.